Hi, mate. Yeah, all right, bro. How you doing? Not bad, bro. Oh, could be worse, could be better. <sighs> Great. Got all your notes, haven't you? Pardon? Got all your notes on that, haven't you? Well, yeah, as as a... Uh, not as as a, as a... What's the word? As... Are you on an aeroplane? Yeah. Alright, it's sounding like Tim and we're getting sucked off again. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I've put mine on as well, because it worked yesterday. Pardon? I've put mine on airplane mode as well, because it worked yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll put that sound. Okay. Um... Do you want to get into it Can on do. one minute? Yeah, sound. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Kickley Coverage. Today I'll be saying what I think NFC's teams might do with their first three-round uh, three draft picks. Uh, and Eddie will be laughing and tearing me to bits. How are you going, Eddie? All right? Yeah, not too well. Oh, I'm Thank excellent, you. Mate. Just a little bit stiff and sore from uh, all this exercise I've been doing. It's mate, it's proper choppy. I like I'm hearing you then I'm not hearing Hang on a minute, let me just try I've got it on charge, so I'm trying to do it off charge and see if that looks any better. Up to you, buddy. Just give me a minute. Is that any better? Mate, anybody? Yep. I've just did, mate. That's the only thing I've heard you say. Yeah, that's all I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound there. Uh, go from two. Th- go from two twenty. Well, wait. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt. I'll kick their coverage. Today, I'll be going through where, what I think the NFC teams might be doing with their first three draft picks, uh, and Eddie will be laughing and tearing me to pieces. Uh, how are you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, not going too bad, mate. Thank you. Uh, not you? too bad, mate. A little bit stiff from doing all this hour of exercise that Mr. Johnson said I've got to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, should we get stuck into it, then, my, uh, my AFC? Yeah. Hey, on, right? I've done it alphabetical order, mate, so I've gone Dallas Cowboys first. Uh, their needs yep. are cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, safety, and wide receiver. So I've, done, I've, I've tried to do the same with you did uh, with the with the uh, NFC North, mate. I've seen where they're picking, who's likely to go, yep. uh, who's likely to be available when they're picking, and then just remember best sort of punter. So they got uh, with well, their uh, first round pick. They got the seventeenth overall pick, and I've gone with. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to butcher a few names here. Uh, Yetta Gross Matas, the DN from Penn State. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be some. Uh, it's a, uh, if you, anything you pick in first round, you want to pick your, your the, the best player available for the, for the positions you need. And uh, I think he's going to be a starter for him straight away. Um, it's going to help that defensive line out, sons. Right. Yeah, so let's say I'm not going too deep into. It. I've just sort of like because you, you're, you're the uh, the draft master. I've just sort of got looked and see what the what position what they needed and what positions are going what players are going to be available in the in the draft position they've got. So I think that that'll that's going to bust, yeah, that's yeah. Going to bust their boss their line massively. 
yeah. I mean, I understand, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I don't. I mean, obviously they lost Byron Jones, probably easily their best corner. Mm-hmm. The corner play is not great. It's not bad. They obviously have Lawrence on the defensive line, who's a absolutely fantastic defensive end. You know, brings a lot of pressure for them. Like you said, they've just lost Robert Quinn, who went to Bears, so that's a big piece that needs filling. But I honestly think, because of what Lawrence can bring to defensive line, I think they really need to have a look at the secondary, because the safety play is not great. And like I said, they've just lost the best cornerback. So, um, at this point where they're picking, I didn't think they were a cornerback that were of a massive value. I felt like they had a lot of the, like a large void at safety for quite a long time. Mm. So I took Xavier McKinney. He can play a little bit of slot corner as well as playing safety. So, you know, he can help in that respect. But he'd bring a lot of experience. You know, he's from Alabama, really good safety. So I thought they'd go that way first. Um, I think the edge need in this draft, I think if you're addressing it first round, if you're not getting Clavontius on, you're not getting Chase Young or yeah, a stretch, AJ Epinesa in first round. I don't think there's anybody, in my personal opinion, who's worth going at first. But that's, like I said, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I did uh, dabble a little bit with it with AJ Epinesa, um, but I just, just thought that uh, yeah. you know, had, a, had, a, had, a, had a bigger upside. Yeah, I get what you mean. You know, I get where you're coming from. But like I said, personally, I think that secondary needs to be looked at first. And um, I, I just think edge is something that you could put a bit further back because most teams only have one, you know, really good edge yes. player. And the first round edge player is someone you expect to be really good. And they already have their really good edge player, so they need to find a good corner, a good sit. A good safety, basically. My thoughts on that one. Okay, cool. Uh, well, the, the round two pick, they're picking 19th in, the, in, the, uh, in round two, which is 51st overall. And I've gone with Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. It'll give him some depth, but also you know, I think he can push for the wide receiver free slot. Yep. I thought that was a solid pick-up. Um, I think, again, um, I think Chase Claypool, he really pushed himself in draft. Uh, up in the draft by having a fantastic combine is basically he could probably play tight end if he wasn't so fast. You know, I'd really, he's really big, strong. He adds something a bit different. It'd be good someone to go across middle, you know, replacing Randall Cobb. So I think that's a solid enough pick from me, to be perfectly honest. Depending on who else is available, obviously, but I think Chase Claypool, I can imagine him going to third round as opposed to the second round. But you taking him there is not something I'd turn my nose if I think, I think that's quite a decent pick. What I did is I went for Cameron Dantzler in the second round. Who's he's more of a power corner. He's not very fast, but you know he's really good at press. And last season he had the best game anyone had against Jamar Chase, who will probably be best receiver. In he's going to be best receiver. Sorry, in next year's draft when he comes out, absolutely fantastic player. And Dantzler was the only one who could cover him. And he had some really good stats over the year. Had really really good year. The only knock at him, like I say, is his speed, which is probably why he'd be going a bit later on. But I think he's the type of, you know, big, strong corner they want there. He's not going to be able to do what Byron Jones did, but he's going to jam people at line of scrimmage and then be able to stop, you know, people being able to break out and teams be able to, you know, develop the routes and stuff. And that's the type of person they need. As I mentioned earlier, losing Byron Jones um, and obviously not having a good safety play, taking a safety in first round will just basically because he's a fantastic player who's pretty much plug and play. Dance as a type of player who could also be plug and play, but not at that elite level. But he's going to be good enough to start straight away. And obviously, he's not going to fill the void of Byron Jones, but he's at least going to have a little bit of respite there until they can get someone, you know, 
a bit better in, if possible. It's funny you should say that because with the third round pick, picking number 18 in the third round and they've got the 82nd overall pick, I've gone with Cameron Dantzler uh, from the uh, cornerback from Mississippi. Uh, I think uh, so I see where you're coming from with the uh, the, the need to fill cornerback, but I also thought the, the, the need was greater at wide receiver. It sounds as daft as it is, but I think they needed to fill that, they need to, to, to bulk out the offence. Um, I say, yeah, the news, the news have been through corner. Uh, through uh, sorry, through through the offense, they are going to be an offensive team. It's just if you can't stop a team with your secondary, then in league now you're knackered, aren't you? That's my personal opinion on it. And in third round, I took Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver at USC, the big strong guy, and I think he's the type of person he's dad used to be in league, so he's going to have an idea of what he needs to do. I think he'd be able to come and contribute straight away. I think Michael Gallup's a good deep threat, and I think Amari Cooper's a great player as well. Obviously, having Ezekiel Elliott opens things up. Uh, I think they've got Pollard there as well. He's another player who can do pretty well. They've got a few pieces on that team. So, the one know, thing I think... I mean, Edgewood towards getting was... Claire Cool in the second round was because they're a bit thin at a tight end. And like I say, if you want, they could play with tight end if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I, I were considering Colcom at um, tight end as well. And obviously, looking at some of the other more you know known commodities at tight end for them. But I just thought, like I said, that secondary really needs showing mm. up um, before next season starts. Otherwise, that'll be a massive Achilles heel for him. Because even though the last season they had a really good offence, the only difference is they're not going to have Cobb this season. But like I said, I did pick up Pittman Jr. in the third round, which I think is a pretty decent yeah. you know, swap for Cobb. That, that secondary, losing Byron Jones, not having good safety play, is a very scary prospect. Yeah, the thing for... going for the Cowboys in that situation is there are still quite a few good cornerbacks, well, good to average cornerbacks available through free agency still. Yeah, but the, what kind of cap space have they got? They've just bought, you know, they've just paid a yeah, million. Yeah. And obviously they've got a board as well. And obviously they've got to pay. Um, they've already paid Ezekiel and they've got to pay Dak Prescott. That's that'd be my concern. The thing, if it's coming towards the end of uh, coming towards training camp and these guys are still available to pick, though. Oh yeah, you might get bargains there, but like you say, it's if it's and what's you know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of team that are missing corn play. Right, so that's my 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 my, my Cowboys picks. So um, we'll we'll move on to the next. To be fair to you, mate, I thought I thought that were quite a good selection. You know. Going edge receiver corner, it's not that bad at all. But like I said, my only thing was my BPA was Xavier McKinney, and that was a position that the Cowboys really needed to address. And like I said, I thought Dantzler and Pittman Jr. and add something to the team. And obviously, you took Dantzler and Chase Claypool, so all power to you. And I do, I can't imagine that there's going to be a scenario where Dantzler manages to land in round three. But I also can see how you picked Chase Claypool in round three, in round two, sorry, him ended up yeah. in round three. so both of us, I don't think we're too too wild, even though it's probably thirty two picks between. Yeah, there is 30, thirty one. So you're going to have to have, but yeah, there's there's, there's like almost a full round between them. Um, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next uh, alphabetically is the New York Football Giants. Uh, their needs are linebacker, offensive line, safety, tight end. It says tight end, but they've got um, yeah, Evan Ingram. Yeah, but sure. Up. <laughs> and then they've got wide, they also never need a wide receiver. I don't believe that. I think, um, what's his name? The rookie last season were fantastic. Uh, I think... Uh, Slayton was a new wide receiver. Yeah, Darius Slayton, really yeah. good. I think Golden Tate had a good year. And the the other guy, I can't remember his name, but he's really good as well. The other wide receiver. 
St- is it Sterling? Somewhere? I can't remember. He's a good player anyway. Shepard? Sterling he, Shepard? He's still... Is that his name? Good receiver either yeah, way. Right. They've got three good receivers and I, and I, I don't feel like they need ah, a receiver. Well, right. <laughs> in round one, they pick number four. And I've got an offensive line. Yeah. And I've got Mackay Beckton, the tackle from uh, Louisiana. Yeah, exactly the same pick Pardon? I made, mate. Exactly the same pick I would have made. <laughs> it's because your unit, that's it. They likes his big guys to just get on with, and that's exactly what I expect him to do. Get a big guy who's athletic, and that's exactly what I expect him to do. It still wasn't my favourite tackle in the, uh, the ones I looked at so far, though. No, no, it's not for me, but I just think I think he's probably the fourth, you know, out of the tackles. But I just think the Giants go the way they want to go, and that's what we're trying to do. I have an idea what they would do another day. You know, it's a very Jaguar do. move, isn't it? Yep. Right, okay, and uh, round two, they're picking four again, so they've got the thirty-sixth overall pick. I've gone receiver. I've gone John Rager out of uh, Texas Christian. I think it'll be it'll, it'll come in maybe Jalen Rager. Oh, oh, yeah, it looks like I've wrote John, but he's had his on, sorry. Um, can't read my own bloody handwriting. Um, yeah, but the wide receiver text Christian, I reckon he'll come in, he'll probably, he'll add depth to that again to the wide receiver room, because after those three they've got, they've not got much in the way of anyone any good. So, I think I might add, well, it's a deep receiver uh, draft, but I thought get in there early and get one. Yeah, I just think you're wasting draft capital there, personally. I think, when, like I say, when you look at Darius Slayton's deep threat, you've got Shepard, who's, you know, played really well for him. He's, he's good in slot. He can move to outside. And then, obviously, Dalton takes the main go-to guy who's been consistently yeah. good in the league all this time. And then Evan Ingram. That's four people who can receive ball. And then, again, they've got Saquon Barker. I personally don't think they need anything on offense, really, other than, you know, offensive line. So what I did in the second round is I went with Zach Bond for out of Wisconsin. He's an edge player. He's a pretty strong, nifty guy. So he's an outside linebacker. He's a bit meatier than some. But again, he's got a bit of size and a bit of power to his game. And I just think he'd be uh, he'd be a nice pickup for him to add to that pass rush. Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's opinion, isn't it? I had a look at who was available around sort of like the, the sort of the, the, going to be around, available around the end, end round, um, beginning of round two, sorry. And I just thought... He probably a lot of quality yeah. there. I think a lot of quality in beginning around too. Uh, right then, so my, my round three pick. Where you can pick up the three? Hey, I just said it's there's a lot of um, you know a lot of um, quality that's not going to get picked up. In the, there's a lot of fringe players sort of first round that are going to be there beginning of the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, right, the third round they're picking thirty fifth. Uh, so they've got a ninety ninth overall pick. I toyed with a few um, positions and players, and I settled on Terrell De- uh, Burgess, the safety out of Utah. Just to show, because I mean, they've lost a few players last season from their uh, the, the, the cornerback position. I just thought, or well, you know, the defensive back position. I just thought it would um, just bolster that area because he's, he's he's got he's probably going to start as a, as a rotational player, but he has the opportunity for me to step up and become a starter with mid mid season, beginning of next season potentially. Along with Bradbury and Baker, who took last year. Yeah, yeah, they do need to develop that that secondary. So I can understand why I went for it. I went for Nick Harris, guard out of Washington. He's consistently played uh, well for Washington. Third round pick early on. He can play centre. 
And obviously, they've had issues with the centre again, injured at times. Obviously, the guard plays usually, you know, relatively consistent, but they need that depth to be able to keep that running game going, which is what I think they're going to build the whole team around. But cornerbacks, I can hundred percent understand why he went that way. But like I said, I went guard and the carries just because he was best player there, and obviously it fills a void of if if there's ever an injury. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like you've got the the, the sort of the, the tech to sort of like do these drafts and see which and, and like I, I'm sort of doing it in my head and not on paper, and it's just frying my nut. Uh, <laughs> um, moving to, to Eagles, then uh, their needs are cornerback, linebacker, O line, safety, and wide receiver again. Uh, round one picks one. Not in that order, eh? We've got to think, well, what they've done in free what they've done in free agency. I can't really think you're saying that they need cornerback L. No. Took Slay and Nicole yeah, yeah. Coleman. I think that's not my, that's a, that's I'm not going that way. Um, round one, pick 21. I've gone with Justin Jeffrey, Jefferson, sorry, the wide receiver at LSU. To start. That's who I picked. There well. you go, him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good slot player. Yeah, really coming straight away as a yeah. starter, won't he? So, I mean, majority of first round guys are going to come in as a starter. Yeah, I think, I think he'll, he'll come in and he'll, he'll not miss a step. Really impressive player. Scored two hundred, got two hundred yards and four touchdowns against um, Oklahoma in, um, you know, in semi-final at college championships, college playoffs. Thought that he, were, I thought he was fantastic. No, his combined, I think he got uh, four four uh, running time as well. So really did himself some favors. Shot himself up draft board. Yeah, fair play. We both agree with that one. Lovely. <laughs> uh, round this, this is uh, round two again. Uh, we got the twenty-first pick again, and it was the fifty-third overall. I've gone with Lloyd Cushenberry. He's a centre slash guard from LSU. He'll have depth for that offensive line, which is which I've lost in the uh, in the in the off season. And I think because he can play both positions, it's a player they're going to look at. Yeah, but when you say he can play both positions, he can play centre and he can play guard. Mm-hmm. He's not a tackle. No, but I said centre and guard. Tackle. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I'm just saying you said he can play both. I'm just making it clear that you mean centre and guard. You went a bit fuzzy, so I, if you said that, yeah, I didn't sorry, you, so yeah. I won't try to step on your toes. You know, because um, I went a similar route to you. Yeah. To be fair, um, I went for Lucas Niang, offensive tackle at TCU. You know, six foot seven, uh, three twenty eight, big unit on that. You know, on that offensive line, they've just lost Vitae, who played you know backup right tackle, uh, or backup left tackle. Sorry, so that's the kind of player. Lane Johnson seems to get injured quite a lot. Um, obviously, we know they took um, a player out of Washington last season as a tackle. I can't remember his name. But, you know, there's a few players who um, on that offensive line that are aging. Like Peters is aging. He hasn't really been re-signed. Yeah. Vitae mm-hmm. hasn't been re-signed. Obviously, he's gone to Lions. So, it's a touch and go what they're going to do. So, I basically went for offensive tackle just because they lost two offensive tackles. So, I thought, better slot one in. But in your defence, they do have the um, the Islander, who they, they used to play rugby league. They took him uh, um, on free agency a couple of years ago. And obviously, like I say, they took a tackle in the first round last year. So they do have a little bit of depth there. But I just think a bit of quality in the second round is obviously just that reassurance. Because if, um, if the Islander guy who they took... You know, used to play rugby league oh, or rugby union. If he if he doesn't pan out, yeah, Australia or New Zealand, I can't remember. But if he doesn't pan out, then obviously he needs someone else there. So I just think the type of team that builds strength on strength is always 
been the type of team that built up their offensive line depth and the defensive line depth. And I think in the league now, that's what you've got to do. So, similar idea to what you had to accept. I went for tackle as opposed to guard yeah. centre. Cool. Uh, round three then. So they're picking 39, which is the 103rd overall. Uh, I've gone Daryl Taylor, linebacker out of Tennessee. Again, he'll have depth to the linebacking court. And he's also got the, the upside. He's going to be probably a starter within two seasons, I would imagine, for him. Yeah, uh, I went safety for this, obviously, because they've lost um, Jenkins to Saints. Yeah, uh, I picked Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson. Basically, just thought he'd be playing for Clemson. He's played in some really big games. He played for quite a long time. He knows what he's doing. Probably, he's in top top five safeties. Probably fifth, maybe on cusp of being in top five. You know, he's, he can get it done. He's good against. He's he's good. You know, against run, decent in coverage. Just basically someone who's going to be able to... but It's probably going to be starting, to be perfectly honest. Um, linebackers in this draft, I don't feel a, a great deal about. I'm, I'm not impressed with a lot of them. There's only a couple that I actually like. Right. But I do think that linebacker is a way that they could actually go because obviously they've caught a couple of players in recent times. So they do need to build up that linebacking core. Otherwise, they're going to get tossed. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if anything, sure, anything, like you need a decent middle of your defence to stop teams that want to run it down your throat because the Saints I mean some, the 49ers just, just set Green Bay lightning down the middle in the, in the uh, championship game so I think the toughest thing is when you're playing as Eagles is obviously that middle defensive line is always fresh and mm. always pretty good you got Fletcher Cox Timmy Jernig and people like that stopping you that's what gives those less than stellar linebackers a bit more opportunity to make plays fair enough I thought it yeah, I mean, like I say, it's opinion, is it, at the end of the day? Uh, what? Is, well, it's our opinion as to what... What's opinion? As to whether we, you know, who we picked. No, no, I was saying, I thought linebacker, I didn't think linebacker were a bad idea. Okay. I was saying that the reason why the Eagles have took less than stellar linebackers in past is because the defensive tackles ah, can play well. Sorry, I must have said that. My apologies. Oh. It's the connection again. I'll do it in the kitchen tomorrow because it's not working in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Uh, last but not least, then the uh, the Washington Redskins. Uh, their need is a new owner, a new general manager, a new cornerback, linebacker, offensive line, tight end, wide receiver. I thought wide receiver might have been a bit of a push, but then I had a look at their depth chart and I thought, no, actually, I could probably do to add a wide receiver. I've not done that in the first round, obviously, because they got the num- they got number two overall pick, and. Yeah, there's not a receiver who's worth second overall pick in this draft. <laughs> Obviously, he's not. I don't think it's a position of need for him, but like you said yesterday, when you get a player that is a generational player like Jace Young, you've got to take him, so they're going to take Jace Young number two overall. Yeah. Slot straight in and start. I understand that as well. The, the only other person who I would have thought about in this position is obviously Jeff Akuda. Mm. So, because they lost Josh Norman and the secondary play is not great. More, yeah, well, it's a bargain to get him on the uh contract. Fair. I didn't, th- didn't think the 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 Redskins no, because we're that all. terrible, but like I say, uh, a defensive end is different than linebacker. I just wanted to play there. Jeff Acuda as a, as a, a cornerback would be great. Oh, sorry, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a Simmons linebacker that you run about, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone to there we go. I wouldn't have gone to Redskins with him because, like you say, they've got a decent linebacker player. They've got Ruben Foster, they had Ryan Kerrigan. Players like that are pretty good. Front seven for mm-hmm. Redskins is really strong, which is why 
I would have swayed more towards Lacuda just because that's your secondary showed up for one side at pitch pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, as we said, it's like generational player, so you can't. It, it, it makes me think like how terrible we'd have been if not if we'd not yeah. been Terry Peterson. Wait, well, you know what I mean? It's all hindsight in it in the day. Yeah, uh, they've got a num- they've got a round two pick, so I'll skip to the round three. I've got sixty sixth overall pick, and I've gone with uh, Bryce Hall, very solid back pick, out of Virginia. Hundred percent understand that. I think he's is really underrated. That guy, I think, he's a really good player. Don't argue with that pick at all. That's probably a better pick than I've made, to be perfectly honest with you. But he wasn't available when I was in my draft, so I took Kyle Duggar, a safe title, no Ryan. Obviously, it's a lower-level school, but you know he's a big hitter. I think he thinks he's a linebacker, but he's actually a safety. He needs a little bit of you know refining, but I think Ron Rivera's type of coach to be able to do that. But honestly, mate, Bryce Hall is a much better pick than um, Kyle Duggar at safety because safety is a... Uh, position that's not really a value anymore so to be able to pick someone who I honestly think can be able to be a starter pretty soon really good pick yeah again it's just if he's available for him there you know what I mean because he's going to be yeah, like yeah. back in the round three isn't it so he's beginning of round three so he's, he's yeah. basically which is probably a good chance he's going to be there it just depends on who's picking and what they like a lot of teams do like Bryce Hall just exactly. because he's obviously last year if he'd have come out he would have been probably one of the top three corners in Draft and doing a really good pickup, but instead he decided to go back to college, and we ended up with Greedy Williams, who not as much use for the chocolate fire guard. <laughs> hey, what best <laughs> draft? Yeah, um, right, okay, then because I've, I've gone with three each, so I've, gone, I've dropped down to round four, uh, for their second, they got a second pick in round four, so just tipped over 100, the 100 pick. I've gone Quintez Cephas, uh, for the wide receiver from Wisconsin. Who's that, Quintez Cephas? Against the thought. Yeah, mate. Who's he gone with, sorry? You found... Yeah, Quintez Cephas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just caught off when I, when you were saying it. So, I hit Quiff, and then I said, oh, is it Quintez Cephas? That'll be a guess. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, again, because I look at the wide receiver room, and I thought... Because when he said the the need wide receiver, I thought they had some pretty good decent decent receivers last season. And there was a young young lad, uh, I can't remember his bloody name. Sprinkle and McLaurin. Yeah, McLaurin. Yeah, and I was like, they've got you know got some decent receivers in there. And I looked and I thought, well, no, they haven't really. They've got a couple of guys, and then the rest of them are all name tags. Yeah. So I give a guy an opportunity to come in back in the round. He's beginning around four. Like I said, it's a deep wide receiver draft, and I thought he's going to add some competition to the wide receiver room. And also, he's got a very good chance of starting. Yeah. As a, as a wide receiver number three. Can happen, can't it, with teams that have got no real strength? It gives you a bigger opportunity to do it. I didn't pick anybody for round four because I didn't realise that you were going to pick someone to replace it. I, I basically just thought, well, they ain't got a round two, so tough shit. So I didn't, I didn't look at anybody else, but I can 100% understand you going wide receiver. If you'd have gone tackle, I'd have understood that as well, but there weren't really any, you know anybody worth going for maybe that pair if he were there from Connecticut um, and maybe another running back because obviously Adrian Peterson's getting old and Darius guys can't stay healthy yeah so that's not the other things I would have thought about like I said you do need they do need a cornerback but you picked up for him so no there's no issues there yeah no like so we had a few similar picks there mate obviously Beckton Young and Jefferson were all the same you pick Dan Slur and I pick Dan Slur, obviously in different rounds. So I don't, you know, it's been mm-hmm. closer than I expected it to be. But no, I understand where you've come I from. Don't, I don't, I don't. 
Yeah, that's a, as a massive compliment. Thank you. <laughs> well, at least I think you, you said it made sense. So I, mean, I can understand what you had. Obviously, I don't agree with all of it, but I'll give you reasons why not. But don't make, no. don't mean the team won't fucking do it because not everyone's got a brain, apparently. <laughs> I mean, everybody needs to have a look at the players. I mean, teams obviously are doing a lot of work on certain players, and that that type of players they're going to be looking at taking whenever they want to take them. It's uh, it's not an easy position to be in when you're on draft. And obviously, all scouts no, have not. gone home now, so they're not watching people do pro days and stuff like that. So, I think there could be a lot of players who aren't anything special or who are overlooked just because of all this coronavirus thing. This could really affect the draft. Obviously, it's going to be online, so no one's going to be able to watch the draft together. Unfortunately, my draft party is probably going to be non-existent unless something can be organised. But still, I just I think that people need might, to realise might that be a first-time draft party. Yeah, get everybody get everybody on the sky. Everybody watch yeah. tell it together. But no, this this draft will be a major, major, you know, a, a major, major bust for teams just because they can't work all these players out. Have a look at injuries and get medicals done because obviously they like to have team meetings. Yep. Each team likes to have a few players coming in who they can look at, who they can, you know, discuss things with, get to know them a little bit. So it could really affect teams. Uh, some really teams, teams need to use draft. There's a few teams that are really relying on draft this season. Vikings being one of them, Lions being one of them, and obviously not being able to meet with these players could really hurt them. Because at the end of the day, you can't really... You know, some teams are going to... can't judge someone that well on LDR until you meet them, can you? No, I mean, some teams are going to drop on lucky and some teams are going to drop on really unlucky out because they're not be able to evaluate the players properly. Yeah, and it's exactly. just going to be our luck that we'll... Well, I'm hoping we pick up seven Pro Bowlers at the first seven rounds, so fingers crossed. I mean, you can hope for now, can't you? Yeah, hope for now. But no, like I said, um, NFC East, like I said, we discussed it about things. Obviously, next season, you've got to look at the Cowboys and you've got to look at the Eagles. I think Eagles have done fantastic in free agency, picking up um, Argrave. I think that's a fantastic pick-up at defensive tackle. Him and Fletcher Cox are going to cause some serious issues down middle. I mean, teams like Cowboys. Obviously, Cowboys have got really good guard play, but they lost Travis Frederick. Obviously, he's retired due to his illnesses and his injuries. Them two now are going to really, really cause issue for Dak Prescott. They're going to be coming up middle and really putting the pressure on him. And obviously, because they've improved the secondary, we've Nicole Roby Coleman and they've also took uh, Darius Slate. It's going to make it even harder for him. So I really am impressed with what the Eagles have done. I think they're, they're really shrewd. They're really kind of they're paid very little for what they've got and they've done really, really well. They are going to be a playoff, you know, a Super Bowl contender next season. They're going to be really good, and it's. I mean, they're a good team. If if uh, Wentz can remain healthy and obviously the rest of the team, they could have a really good run next season. They're going to uh, worry a lot of teams. They they could be a dark horse for the Super Bowl again. Really impressed by them. I think Cowboys are another team that they're a dark horse in a respect. You know, they've got pretty decent. They've got a really good wide receiver, really good running back, a really good quarterback at times who can scramble and stuff. And obviously, they've got probably one of the best linebacking cars in the league. And also a decent defensive line, but that secondary is going to worry him. And, you know, the offensive line is a good offensive line, but obviously losing Travis Frederick's a, a bit of a pain. I think Joe Loon is a good replacement who they're probably going to keep on of, but I can imagine they're going to finish second in that mid division. 
And then obviously you've got the Giants, they've got Joe Judge, you know, new coaching staff and everything. He seems to have a bit of a weird attitude towards talking to grown fucking men as well. And if he don't mature and <laughs> realise how he's talking to people and stuff, I think he might end up losing team. But I think that Giants offence is two offensive tackles away from being a great pain in the ass for anyone. Obviously, defence is solid enough to keep people under 50 points. If they can score 51, they're going to win. And then there's Redskins with that good <laughs> good defensive talent in front seven. Obviously, needs to develop the secondary. Getting Chase Young, which is what everybody expects him to do, is going to, you know, the, the weaker players are going to get more opportunity if there's a scarier front seven and Chase Young type of guy that's going to make a, a corner, uh, quarterback make mistakes. Dwayne Askins is a big question mark for him as well. That's something they need to worry about. You can't rely on Adrian Peace again. Peterson again is 93. You can't be doing it for you that long. And obviously, Darius Geis always getting injured, doesn't help. McLaurin's probably going to get a lot of opportunity. Sprinkle's probably going to get another opportunity next season. But at the end of the day, this division is the type of division where they're either going to have three playoff teams or one playoff team that, you know, does nothing. That's my opinion on it. But again, I think the Eagles, yeah. for what they've improved on the team, they could really be dark horses for the Super Bowl next season. Yeah. I mean, like... Red uh, Giants could be a couple, a, a couple of decent players away from from making a push as well, which is playoffs. Where you th- think about where they were beginning last season. Well. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, I think they were good. Yeah, no, but you think about whether they were like you said, exactly the same offense this season as next season before the draft. The main issue that the Giants had last season was the tackle play was shit. That's what it was, and then defense <laughs> couldn't stop anything. If that defense could have had more stops, they probably would have had more opportunity. When I watched Vikings against them, we didn't blow Matt Water ridiculously because obviously we're Pat Sherman who were coaching. We didn't want to embarrass him. But we could have really battered him. Hmm. We could have really done some damage to him. And we didn't. But offensively, no, no. I think Daniel like Jones has got, got something about him. I think Saquon Barkley is a top two back in the league. But a lot of people might not agree. I think Evan Ingram, explosive, you know, good player tight end. And obviously the receiving card is good enough to put up numbers as well because there's three players who you don't really want to leave one-on-one so there's a lot mm. of opportunity for growth for him because like I said I can't imagine I, I think Askins is my biggest issue for Redskins if you don't grow exponentially this off-season they're not going to be able to win anything I can see a lot of low-scoring games I just don't see them winning anything and like say the uh, the Cowboys they're a bit in miss to me they need to really put things together it depends what McCarthy can do with them We'll just see how Haskins Haskins might flourish this second season. We've seen it before. We've also seen second season quarterbacks fall out of their ass as well, aren't we? So Take it's a difficult field. one. Be exactly. Yeah. Well, the second season was, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a lot of issues. Very good, very good. Right, Chief. I shall depart from this podcast now. For good work there today, mate. I uh, enjoyed hearing your points of view. Um, and I look forward to having some similar similar conversations in future. And hopefully the world won't end because, you know, it'd be a bit awkward. Got a lot of beer left. It would be awkward for listeners, wouldn't it? If, if the world ended, we would struggle for them. Um, <laughs> it's been good, that, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll go give you the, the, lead, the lead tomorrow and I'll probably take the lead one after. Yeah, no worries, Sorry. mate. Um, what division do you want me to look at? What division do you want me to look at tomorrow? I think maybe NFC South. We'll just do, South, do like yeah. clockwise. Yeah. No problem, mate. Beautiful. All right, mate. I'll uh, catch yeah, you later on. Later. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening.